0: Well, welcome, everybody, to our first ever official episode of The Call Conversations. Yay. (laughs) And hopefully by now you've listened to the episode that's A Taste of Me, I'm Crystal, and A Taste of Marnie. I'm Marnie. Yeah. Yeah. We've known each other for over 20 years, and we're just really thrilled to be starting to have the conversations we'd rather be having, which is, you know, what is this? What can we do with it? And we change it. And if so, how can we change it? Um, and so we thought we'd jump in today with what is a cult and sort of riff on the description of our podcast so that you and I have somewhere to start. Um, what if you actually know what something is and what it isn't? And not because someone tells you, but because of your own awareness. So, Marty.
1: Yes. Is a cult? Well, that's a great question. And <laughs> It's it's one that's actually hours of conversation. There's not a there's not a here is the two sentences to define what a cult is, nor yeah. is there one simple little paragraph even to talk about what we're desiring to explore with this conversation. So what I would say is this is an exploration And as Crystal said, an invitation for you to know what you know and to trust that you know is one of the very interesting things that occurs when we start to talk about cult is people go to questioning choices they've made and wondering if they've been wrong with things that they've been a part of rather than looking at it from a different perspective. So what we desire, the heretics that we are, and (laughs) and if you don't know what a heretic is, it's someone whose opinions are profoundly different than the vast majority thinks the way that they think. So that's, yes. me and if you're listening, yes. it's probably you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And and if you listen to the first two conversations, you'll know that, um, like, I know I've been a heretic in every facet of my life for the entire time I've been here. You know, I was a heretic in my family. I was a heretic in the religions that I was a part of, I've always been that I always have had my own point of view and my own willingness to have that point of view, whether anyone had it or not. So I think, you know, if you're listening to this, you can look at whether or not you've always been a heretic and, you know, you've always been different.
1: Yes. And, and again, the willingness to admit that, own it, embrace it you have to go beyond looking for the black and the white and the right and the wrong answer of anything. There's so many facets to everything. And giving yourself permission to explore that and trust that you know, and trust that if you fuck it up, it's okay too. That's part of coming to what you know. And- that's yeah. That's one yeah. of the threats that we're weaving into this cult conversation.
0: Well, cult, cult's being thrown around a lot right now um, yes. by a lot of different people in organizations that could be classified as cult and in organizations that likely aren't. And so it's really, to me, there's a bigger conversation about like, what is it that you know? What is it that you are aware of? And the moment you throw that out in favor of doubting or fear That's the moment you know you've like disengaged and disempowered yourself from knowing. The fear and doubt to me are the indicators that you're not knowing you are doing something else. And I think that's a more relevant conversation than am I a part of a cult? Because if you are a part of a cult, then what does that mean about you? And if you're not a part of a cult, then what does that mean? we're making it into something that means something about your decision-making ability rather than what I think is the more relevant conversation, which is like, what do you know? What is this creating for you? And if you weren't doubting or being afraid, you know, what would
1: be there? Totally. So an entirely different conversation, one that's actually relevant to life rather than am I in a cult or am I not? Because where does that take you? And I mean, if you really break that down, to be questioning whether something you're in is a cult or not. Somebody planted that seed in your head that perhaps it is, which sends you looking for all the reasons that it might be. And what does that do? It stops you from trusting you and you are looking to someone else to give you the answer. And what Crystal and I are inviting you to is to never look to someone else to give you your answer, to know what you know. Yeah,
0: and that is so insidious because that's been a a part of that's kind of a part of our culture naturally to, to look to someone else for the answer, whether you're looking to the doctor for the answer to what's wrong with you, to, or your pastor, or your priest, or your religion, or your mom, your dad, your parent. Like we're, we're really kind of brainwashed to go, you don't know. You have to look to someone else to know. And is that really effective? I think that's the more relevant conversation. It's like, does that render you functional as a being or does that render you non-functional in the sense that you have to always continually go looking for where you fit rather than what you know and what you're the source of? Which one empowers you and which one disempowers you?
1: Yes. And to what you said, Crystal, our whole culture... Is very cult like. I mean, from the time we're kids, <laughs> it's <so> true. <clears throat> it is. It's do what you're told. It's yeah. it's most of us were not empowered to ask questions, to be curious, to have our own sense of things. It was get in line, stand up straight, be quiet, you know, be still, and do what you're told. And there's, I think, as a culture, we're getting away from that somewhat, but it still runs through every institution, educations, families religions. And so by the time we're adults, we are very well taught that we must seek validation for any point of view that we decide we'd like to take outside of us. So if I think it's this, I, you know, most people say this, but I think it's this, but I need at least three people to tell me that it is this before I can say that it is this. And what if we could change that? What if we could have a different possibility on planet earth where it's not about excluding other people's awareness? but it is about having my own too and it's about asking for me too and knowing for me too and not needing the validation outside of us because when we create a culture where people require validation they will seek out cults because they're going to look for some place to belong that closely matches what they think for themselves but this group over here's going to validate it for me so now it's okay
0: yeah what would you say the difference is between um a cult and treating something as a cult? Could you, if we were
1: going to riff on that, we that's were a you... wonderful question. Yeah. So to me, something treating something as a cult is when I make it the source for my life and I give up my knowing in favor of what they say, that's treating something like a cult. I can treat a doctor like a cult, okay. you know, I could treat my lover like the cult of of two, whatever he says is it. I don't have my own point of view. So treating something like a cult, we can do with many, many things and people do it all the time. And that does not equate that something is a cult. It equates me giving up me and my knowing for something else. To me, a cult, an actual cult is, if there is physical abuse, sexual abuse, any kind of overt things, situations like that, Or even if there's a you're signing, like you're actually signing up for I will adhere to these rules. This is the govern the governing, you know, set of beliefs. This is the yeah, yeah. That I subscribe to. Yes. And I am either signing a thing or doing some sort of ceremony, or I am committing to, I will adhere to what this institution says are the governing beliefs. To me, that's the cult.
0: Yeah. And I would say there are cults that are very overt um, in their requirements of that. I actually remember being a part of a church that part of joining the church was signing an actual document that these are my beliefs now. And that was actually when I left, because I didn't realize that when I first joined, you know, I was like, Oh, I like this organization, I'm going to start coming here. And they're like, well, if you really want to be a part, you have to sign away what you believe and sign onto what we believe. So there's a really overt Way of doing that. And then there's like the more, the middle subtle way of like, um, I would say this is more of the Mormon church, for example, because I was a Mormon for a couple of years, where it's like, if you, it's not required that you sign anything, but if you're not living in this way that we approve of, then you cannot be a part of our church. They literally pulled my mom into the office and said, We don't believe in divorce. You're getting divorced. You and your family are going to have to leave. Yes. And then I would say there's the really super subtle cults where I would say family is a super subtle cult where if you don't, not all families, but 98% of families, I would say a lot of them. Yeah. Right. Like where, if you deviate from our family values, our family system, you are now a heretic and no longer a part of the cult. And so I, I think, so you have to, what I would say is you have to really look at, have you given up your beliefs? or their beliefs? Do they have an established set of beliefs that either are unacknowledged or overt? That, number one. Number two, have you given yours up in favor of that? Number three, so that would be like, okay, so you've I'm a part of something and if I deviate from this, I'm no longer a part of something, would be like, that's cult. Again, that's the gamut. Are, or it, are you treating what you're doing as something that can be joined or not joined. Like, for example, access consciousness, for me, I see a lot of people doing this where they're like, I am in access. I am, I'm in access. You can't actually be in access. Access is like, what do you know about this? What are you going to choose about this? Well, and it's
1: classes and telecalls you either (laughs) attend or you don't. Yeah. This is, this is the very surprising, uh, like, uh, yeah, there was no signing. There's nothing to join. There's yeah, no joining. You can, you can get There's no membership,
0: <laughs> so that you can show up, uh, facilitate other people to learn these techniques and to learn these tools. But there is a hundred percent choice every step of the way. Now, that doesn't mean people don't treat it like a cold. That's very different. That's like you can, and so what are you choosing? How is it working? What are you aware of? What do you know? And are you trying to give away your power and follow other people, or are you more interested in having your power and knowing what you know, what you're going to choose, what's going to work for you? That's the thing that has really navigated me through the last 10 years of being an access consciousness facilitator, because it is very different. I think there's a lot of things on the planet right now that are um, incredibly, they seem alternative, right? This is an alternative modality or whatever. This is out of the mainstream. It is really different. Um, but in looking at what other people have been choosing, I'm like, so what is this for me? What is this for me? What is my life going to be like in five years? If I continue choosing this, for example, what do I know about this? That's the thing that has actually continually brought me back to what's true. So, you know, that would, those would be some of the questions that I would ask yourself if you are doubting or in fear, which aren't real, those are all there to distract you. What would you know?
1: a wonderful question. And I think the other thing, when you're in that place of doubting and fear, and then somebody puts a voice and they're telling you what's true about access consciousness, and you've already got the, the seed of fear or doubt, what our minds do is go and look for things to pull in that will confirm that thing that I've started to wonder about. And and here's the thing, it's called the human factor. People are not perfect. You can pick any organization, any church, any actual cult, not cult, any corporation, any family, any school system, anywhere on the planet you deal with people, there will be gaslighting. There will be verbal abuse. There will be things. Is that an excuse? No. What it is saying to me is, am I going to choose to have my power And stand in that and not allow myself to be gaslit. There's people, people, and people are people. The people (laughs) factor creates shit sometimes. That doesn't mean you go brand something as entirely negative. It's kind of let's have the conversation of how can we create, invite a planet of people to be so in their own awareness knowing trusting of themselves that they would never allow themselves to be abused in any way ever again. Yeah. 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 And I would just
0: like look in your own world and go, have I been swayed by something to the thing about gaslighting and brainwashing and I could look at my family for this honestly is that there's just enough what of what's true mixed with what's not true to create confusion if you're not very skilled yet and strong with like having a sense of true and not true so when it's mixed together a lie with a truth attached that's when it can seem really confusing and that's when you're going to go looking for validation proof of something so that you can know but that's a pseudo knowing that's an artificial knowing True knowing comes from the sense of what actually gives you that space of you. We're as a being, we're spacious. We are, we're not all the the dense things of thinking and feeling and emotions and all those, but we're really taught to make those dense energies real. It's like if we feel something or we feel something intense like fear, we call it fear, we're we're taught to pay attention to that. But with all the true stuff, and and you know this by going out into nature, when you go out into nature and you're totally yourself, is there any density or does it just all melt away? Density always melts. So if it's not in nature, it doesn't exist. It's like invented. And so this is, I think, where we get trapped. Is like the the true thing that's mixed with the dense thing, the untrue thing. And then we let that derail us. And And a lot of what happens with this truths with lies attached is somewhere it hits in our own world, a judgment that we have already of ourselves that we don't know, we can't trust ourselves. We make bad decisions. We're always wrong. And all of those are super unconscious. So, you know, the truths with lies attached will hit that judgment we have of ourselves. And then we instantaneously are stimulated to go to fear and doubt. So I want you to have that information because just so you can kind of look at what's going on in your world around conversations you're listening to or things you've been watching in documentaries, what would it be like to like substantiate and really give attention to the subtle, the subtlety of lightness? Because what's true is always going to, it's always going to acknowledge and acknowledgement actually gives you that sense of space. So that would be my target with this first conversation is like, what is a cult? what do you know? What is your sense of things? When you look at something, what is your sense of it? What are all the different energies that you're aware of? The the sticky heavy ones are going to be lies. The light ones are going to have true to them. Um, What do you know? Yeah. Very,
1: very beautifully said. Cool. So we
0: will continue to come back and hit on different facets of this. As you guys want to know about things, head to thecultconversations.com. I will put a form there for podcast requests. And over time, we're going to be uh, rolling out a class that we have gotten approval for called the Cult Class. And you can look at choosing that as well.
1: So thanks. Excited for that. Yes. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye.